Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. I'm Ann Ortley, and today I'm down sitting here at Boca Ciega Bay looking at the water and the boats in Florida in St. Petersburg. I'm not at the bright red desk. Beautiful 80 degrees. There's a nice breeze blowing, and I'm here with my sister and my sister's friend Molly from high school, and my friend Stacy came up from uh, Florida from St. Uh, Fort Lauderdale, and she and Hannah just left to drive home. We had a lovely, we were having a lovely week here. We were supposed to come down to take care of my dad, but he passed. So my sister and I decided we'd still have a week vacation together. So it's really been fun. Her husband went back to Germany the other day, and we're down here on Boca Ciega Bay, looking, looking at the sunshine. I'm going to go over and watch the Jaguars play in about a half an hour. Um, and so we are moving forward. Pluto stationed last week on Wednesday. I know in my world, you know, Pluto stationed. It stationed at the degree that Saturn stopped at, 20 Capricorn, where Saturn stopped at the end of April. Um, and so in April, so you want to watch for stories from April recurring. So in my life, April was when we had my dad's 90th birthday party down here. And my stepbrother talked to me for the first time about buying the condo with him, but he asked me on a void moon. So I looked and I thought, oh, nothing's going to come of that. And then he asked me again on a void moon. And I thought, ah, eh, nothing's going to come of that. But then this week, as Pluto stationed, it was a direct moon and it was Sagittarius, which I know is a big fun moon for me. And he called to say, you know, we're going to be selling the condo and that he can't afford to buy it. So would I like to buy it by myself? So I said, yeah. So we're not closing on it till next April, but when did I have to have the decision made? By January of 2020. Now, you know, I've been talking to you about your life being restructured as of January of 2020. So he said, well, like January. I said, like maybe January 12th. He goes, yeah, that sounds like a great day. So Saturn and Pluto are meeting on January 12th, and they're starting the new 36-year cycle of your life back to what went on in fall of 82, spring of 83, and forward motion. So I'm going to own a condo in Florida. Uh, I'm not ready to retire down here yet, but I was thinking it would be a great place. You know, last year I had a wonderful time in Tuscany teaching in the Tuscan Hills, but St. Pete is really lovely. And my sister and I were talking. She said, well, you know, you could do your retreats down in Florida. And I was like, you know, I could. There's, like, some really nice places. There's lots of hotels to stay in. Not quite as beautiful as Tuscany, but definitely a location. So this may be the location for Ann Ortley's astrology retreats. Um, so, yeah, so we're figuring out the structure of our lives. You look in your life and see what came in on Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because there was a structural ask as Pluto stopped on Saturn's degree. And he said, hey, remember what happened the last week in April? Remember what happened in June when the eclipses were on these points, which, and then now we're moving forward. So think in your life. And of course, that was when all the stuff in the politics of our world, that was the time when uh, the Trump administration started putting pressure on Poland for the first time and the Biden investigation, right? It was right after Joe Biden declared for president. And so now this week as the Pluto station, we had all these whistleblowers coming in and reporting on what had happened. So it's it, watching your life. Go back to that last week in April and see what was going on then. 
and what now is moving forward because Pluto's stopping and he's going direct and he and Saturn are getting married in January and they're asking you to make a commitment. They're asking you to commit and to figure out what's next. So, I mean, I'm not ready to move out of New York yet, not ready to retire, but, you know, eventually the place down here is really beautiful. My dad bought it. In 1979, my my sister remembered when he bought it. And that's actually when I moved into my apartment in New York (laughs) that I've lived in for 40 years. So now I'm buying where I'm going to live for the next 40 years. Cool. How's what? Well, I'm not planning on living another 40 years because I'm 65, but subset thereof. So you're making plans. You're making that vision for where you're going, what the new life is. And Pluto moving forward, he's really inviting us. And And later this week, we have a full moon in Libra, and we also have Venus, the planet of love, passion, and connection, going into Scorpio. So on the day that I committed to buying the condo, Mercury was on my Venus, and then in the end of this week, Venus is going into Scorpio. I'm going to have my Venus return. Think about what you're buying, what you're loving, what you're passionate about as Venus goes into Scorpio. Also, Mercury enters uh, the shadow of his upcoming retrograde this week. Um, on the 12th, I believe it is, and he's going to start talking to you about the Mercury retrograde that we're all going to go through in November. And then he goes direct uh, in December and clears Scorpio. So we're about to enter a Mercury retrograde, so you also want to pay attention this week to the, the stories that get revealed to you, the things you have to research and pay attention to. And, of course, in my house, it's in the eighth house, Scorpio, so it's like, what's the taxes? I have to pay. I mean, I can figure out my carrying costs and all that, but there's transfer taxes and there's, you know, what's the tax implications of having a place? It would technically be a second home, um, you know, that kind of thing. So in my eighth house. So watch where this is going on in your eighth house, where Mercury and Venus are in Scorpio, causing a little excitement. Mercury already is there. Venus gets there this week. And the two of them, are helping you to look deeper. They're also, Mercury, of course, revealing the secrets. Venus, when she goes into Scorpio, she reveals the payoff and the tax stories. And supposedly, you know, rumor has it, there's a whistleblower in the tax department about Trump with his taxes. So, you know, we'll see. Stories unfolding. Pay attention. And somebody asked me, you know, does he have really hard transits in his chart right now? I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he has really hard transits. Actually, all next year, truth be told, um, because Saturn and Pluto are meeting at 22, and then Jupiter and Pluto are meeting at 24, 24, and 22. So there's a lot of activity in that 22 to 24 degrees of Capricorn, which means anything in your chart with 22 to 24 is really active. Uh, in my case, that I'm a 52 mo- a 54 model. So we have a T-square at those degrees. I have a T-square at those degrees. So I'm making big structural decisions about the nature of my life. Kind of cool. And off we go. So you want to watch in your life where these changes are being asked of you and where you're being invited to kind of come up with a different plan or a plan for your life. And remember, you don't have to commit to it until January. But you want to be thinking about the structure of your life, what it looks like, where it's going, what's important to you. And sometimes you may have tried something, which, uh, you know, I had someone who did that. They tried something and they said, gee, I think I want to try 
a little bit more exciting job rather than working, you know, kind of at a boring law firm. And they tried it and they went, you know, I really kind of like the boring law firm. And they went back to the boring law firm because they realized that that was more important to them. That structure that was consistent and unchanging was more exciting and and getting a cubicle and having a desk and, you know, knowing what you were going to do every day as opposed to not knowing any any given day what the job was going to be. So, you know, we're all looking and we're all deciding what structures are going to best suit us for the next chapter and start with the next 36 years. That seems really big. Start with the next 12 years. Start with the next year because you're putting it in place between now and December when Jupiter and Saturn meet up, December of next year, Jupiter and Saturn meet up and they say, okay, we're going now for 20 years. So you're going to have, we're all going to have a lot of structural changes and people keep reporting to me, oh, my job, my partner, my parents, my house, my whatever. Think of the structures of your life. Look at what's at 22 Capricorn in your chart. In my case, it's a lot. Um, I have a lot of 22, uh, and figure out what that structure is, you know. So if I buy the place and I'm not living here, do I rent it? You know, there's a whole bunch of questions that are part of the story, right, that are contingent on the decisions being made. But now that Pluto is moving forward and Saturn is moving forward and they're meeting in January on the 12th, we're all making decisions about the structures that we're going to put in place. And so I want that. No, I don't want this. This I want. No, I don't want that. And really start paying attention because this week you're going to start getting pushed. And, I mean, I know some of you are already feeling like, Anne, Anne, I've been pushed. (laughs) I'm like, I know, I know. It's Saturn and Pluto. They're relentless. When they were fighting was when we had the World Trade Center, right? These guys are not lightweights. They are really about what is it you're trying to build, create, what do you want? You know, what is it, what's your vision for your life? What's your vision for the structure of your life? What's the vision for all the structures that are changing? Because whenever a structure changes, you get a new structure in, right? Because you can't, nature abhors a vacuum. So you want to watch what's toppled and moved this week. Big, big stuff. And, And just pay attention over the next few months as we race towards their marriage, you know how it is when you're getting ready to get married. If you've gotten married, there's that whole anticipation. There's all this stuff you have to plan. You have to figure out. You go, oh, my God, I have to do this. I have to do that. A lot of stuff that goes on with that. And honoring that and giving that a permission to really unfold, it, this is what you're doing now. On How does your life want to unfold to carry you forward? All right, so this week, let's look at the moons. Um, today, the moon is very happy. Uh, in uh, in Capricorn, and it is, uh, and I just had my friend drive over from Fort Lauderdale, nice little Capricorn, I hadn't seen her in a number of years. So today, on October 6th, the moon goes, these are all East Coast times, the moon goes void at 7.25 p.m., and it's void in the evening, and then it goes into Aquarius at 11.42. It's in Aquarius uh, Sunday night, Monday, uh, all day Tuesday until 2.27 p.m., when it goes void with a sextile to Jupiter. So moon sextile Jupiter is a nice aspect in air moon, sextiling Jupiter and Sagittarius. Gives us a lot of optimism and a lot of options and a lot of directions. The moon is then void from 227 uh, Tuesday night, Tuesday afternoon, 
all night Tuesday. And then it goes into Pisces at 12.05 p.m. lunchtime on the 3rd, November 3rd. So it's void in the morning on the 3rd. And then it's in Pisces Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and it goes void at 5.55 in the a.m. And it's void all day Friday, and the going void aspect is moon in Pisces, sextile to Pluto in Capricorn. So that's a lot about the structures that we're building and the structures we're creating. But the moon is void all day Friday. So all week has nice closing aspects, the sextile to Jupiter and the moon sextile to Pluto. And, of course, these are the big guys. Jupiter is the relationships. Pluto is the structures and the transformation. And we go forward. We also have Yom Kippur this week. Um, And that happens on Wednesday. And we had Rosh Hashanah last week on the new moon on Libra. All right. So for for the Jewish folks, it's the Jewish New Year. And then Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, where we release and move forward into the next life. Uh, And then on Saturday, the moon goes into Aries at 12.46 a.m. So it's in Aries all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And it goes void at 5.59 p.m. on Sunday, the uh, 8th, I'm sorry, the 13th of October. And there is a full moon on Sunday at 5.08 p.m., and it's at 20 degrees Aries. So it's going to square the Saturn-Pluto station from last week at 20 on October 3rd, okay? So there's a continuation of the story, and that's when all the whistleblowers hit Washington. But whatever your story was back then on the 3rd, the, the full moon kind of pops it and squares it. Now, remember, we look at the full moons, we go back to the Aries moon of 2018, that would have taken place on April 13th or so of 2018. And then there was a full moon in December on around December 13th, I'm sorry, January 13th in Capricorn. And now we have the full moon in Aries uh, and then Libra, of course, is the sun. And then in uh, 10 months from now in Cancer time, when the Cancer moon is in the Cancer Sun is at 20 degrees. It'll square the moon. So there's a story that's unfolding from um, Aries time of 18, which which was March, and then January of 19, and now. So you watch for that story because that's going to pop, and it's kind of tied into these links to these these um, these planetary stations of Pluto and and Saturn because they're it's the same degree. And a lot of times what the heavens does or what happens in the heavens, I don't know that they do it, but there's a synchronicity where the story kind of like, oh, and here's another part of the story. Oh, and here's another part of the story. So watch for news from April of 18 and December of last year to show up in the news this week on the full moon, right? Sometimes it's a murder that happened and they find them guilty. Other times it's an investigation that they started and they figure it out. Uh, but the Aries moon tends to be a bit of a law and order um, aspect uh, in general. You know, usually we have a law, law enforcement development on the Aries moon. And with Libra there, it's going to talk about justice. So watch for in, information. But it also ties back to the third, where Saturn stationed on that degree in April of this year, and now Pluto stationed on it last week on the third at 20 degree of Capricorn. This week, 
Monday's a little crazed, not in a bad way, but the moon is in Aquarius and it has a number of squares that happen in the morning. So that's got a little bit of a, you know, kind of an aha moment about how we're communicating and working. And the sun squares Saturn on, on Monday, which happens once a year, but we know that Saturn and Pluto are really working hard. So this week the sun is going to square, uh, the sun is going to square Saturn. And then next week on Monday, the sun is going to square Pluto. So there's another story kind of unfolding as the sun in Libra comes to talk to Saturn and Pluto, because he essentially carries the message from Saturn to Pluto about what's happening when they get married in January, right? So this is kind of a discussion between the marital partners, you know, and sometimes when you plan a marriage, some family member gets a little excited or the family is saying, oh, you know, you have to change your hair, you have to do this or you have to do that. So you want to watch for the dissension energy around the marriage. Like, well, okay, that's the marriage, but what are we actually going to do about it, you know? Uh, so that's Monday. Tuesday is nice and easy, but the Venus goes into Scorpio. Wednesday is easy. Thursday is easy. Friday is easy. Saturday has some separating energy, Saturday the 12th, because the moon is opposite Mars and Venus is opposite Uranus, which, of course, Uranus and Venus are in fixed signs. Venus will be in Scorpio, and she's going to oppose Uranus, who is retrograde. So that's kind of an adjustment in your understanding of things. And then on Monday, or on Sunday, rather, the 13th, that's a pretty easy flowing day. But the next day, sun squares Pluto on the 14th. So you'll feel the sun moving into Pluto. And remember, Pluto's direct now, um, so there's a kind of so co-story. So really the stressful days this week are, are Monday, and then next Sunday uh, is a little stressful. Not bad stressful, because there's nice aspects in the morning. But whenever anything's in Aries these days, or Cancer, or Libra, they're forming hard aspects to the cardinal planets, the Saturn and Pluto. So they're just, they're just a little more, we think of them as normally easy moons and easy suns, uh, but they're because they're working with the marriage planets, the marriage happening in January, they're kind of a little more, oh, my God, what do we have to do? So, you know, just kind of be a little nicer on those days. But the aspects this week are great for getting stuff launched and running during the week because it's Aquarius moon and Pisces moon with good closings. Sun this week runs from 12 Libra to 21 Libra. Remember, if you want, you can look in the um, look in your planets what degrees they are. You know, so you have something at uh, 18 that's going to get an aspect from the sun this week. So the sun, because the sun's going to be at 18 Libra, it's going to roll over that point. Any planet in your chart is going to have at that degree is going to have an aspect. So the sun this week uh, has a square of the nodes today asking it to make choices about how to proceed and what to do. Now, if you remember, when Venus and Mercury went through this, they already had the square to the nodes of fate, inviting us to make choices. And then the sun pops into a square to Saturn, as I mentioned earlier, on Monday. And that is, you know, kind of conversations about the marriage that's happening in January and what wants to happen. Sun is also in an aspect to Neptune. So there's a little bit of something you're unclear about. You're not really seeing clearly. And that will cause you to make an adjustment on the ninth because the sun is in a, what's called an inconjunct, which is, uh, oh, gee, that's not quite going to work. We have to maybe make a change in plans. There are two health aspects this week. And remember, because we're dealing with Saturn and Pluto, a lot of times 
people are having health things. You know, I have a client who uh, her son has a, a thing he has to get fixed, and they keep moving the surgery dates. And I got an email from her this morning saying, they moved it again. Oh, my God, this is so stressful. I'm like, you know, everybody's adjusting. So it's adjust, adjust, adjust. And don't worry about it. Just give yourself uh, permission. To, I'm drinking that. Oh, you're getting me more? Okay. My sister's being a nice sister and bringing me more water. Um, adjust, adjust, adjust. So the aspects this week that are health-related are on the 11th and on the 13th. The 11th is a bit of a one that's been an older story. The one on the 13th is new. And it's inviting you. You've already kind of worked on it a little bit, but it's inviting you to make some kind of structural changes around things. And remember, I keep saying structure. You think of your life and what it's built on and what all, you know, all the components that go into it. They're all up for renovation, operation, change. What's the difference? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? On the 13th, the sun is going to be, thank you, Mary, the sun is going to be sextile to Jupiter, which is a very nice, juicy, fun energy. And that's very much about working together and what our vision is and how we're going to proceed. Last week when Mercury sextiled Jupiter was when Nancy Pelosi, a couple weeks ago, when Nancy Pelosi announced we're going to impeach. So the sun sextiled Jupiter on the 13th probably is going to have something with that. But in your own life, there should have been some new fun thing coming in. And then when we get to the 14th, of course, the sun is going to square Pluto, which is part two of his square to Saturn on the 7th, on Monday the 7th. Mercury this week, very busy little bee. He's moving quickly. He's running from 5 Scorpio to 14 and a half Scorpio. And he has got an opposition to Uranus on the 7th, which is similar to, um, you know, where you're going to have kind of an awakening and like, ooh, wow, what am I supposed to do with that? Uh, and kind of an aha moment, best way to say it. And then he has a couple quintiles this week, which are easy flowing. Things kind of working out, coming together, communications are easy, kind of working out, talking about deeper stuff. And then Mercury has an aspect to the nodes of fate on the 12th, asking you to make fated choices about the direction you want to head in and what's important to you to grow and nurture. So you want to look at the 12th as kind of an important day, and then on the 14th, as Mercury comes to sextile Saturn, say, okay, now I'm going to put the structures in place, or I'm going to start to put the structures in place around all the choices I'm making, all right? So that's the Mercury. Venus this week, as I mentioned earlier, goes into Scorpio on the 8th. So she leaves Libra, which is one of her favorite signs, and she goes into Scorpio, which is not one of her favorite signs. I mean, I live with Venus and Scorpio, so I know that energy, but a lot of people go, oh, my God, when she's in Scorpio, it's so intense. So everybody's going to get a little more emotionally intense on October 8th uh, while Venus is in Scorpio, and she's going to be traveling through Scorpio for a bit, not nearly as long as Mercury will be there. She is in Scorpio until she goes into Sagittarius on November 1st. But what happens when Venus enters Scorpio, she is really in the accounting mode. It's also tax mode. Our taxes are all due, um, if you're like me, you're a late filer. Or you're doing tax research, or you're digging into the secrets of things, um, and you're being asked on a deeper level to delve into the secrets and understand them and figure out what they are and how they work and what you're going to do about them. Because there's a lot of stuff when Venus is in Scorpio 
about that passionate intensity. So she enters, uh, she goes from 27 Libra to 7 Scorpio this week. Um, and she is, uh, when she hits Scorpio, she also is then going to be in a working aspect with all the Capricorn and Cancer planets because she's in water now. And they are going to be water trines to the note of fate, but also um, aspects to uh, the Saturn-Pluto. But before she gets there, she is going to have an opposition to Uranus like Mercury did. Um, and so there's, a, there's, again, stories to be told. Mercury has the opposition on the 7th. She has the op- opposition at Labat. She has the aspect, the opposition to Uranus on the 12th. So the story from the 7th and the 12th, you get the news on the 7th, and on the 12th you get the aha, this is what's really going on. So it's much deeper. There's a lot of deep energy rolling around in here that's pretty intense. And with Venus in the sesquiquadrate to Neptune on the 9th, there can be some understanding or some, uh, some disillusionment, perhaps, about what you thought your dream was and how you thought it was going to work and where you thought it was going to go. And, of course, Venus has an aspect, an adjusting aspect to the wound on the 10th uh, to Chiron, where she has an inconjunct around 1130 at night. It's a little late, but it's kind of the, the realization of how things are changing and shifting is pretty, pretty potent. And then she also has um, the aspect to Uranus on the 12th. The 12th is a big day for an aha, oh, wow, I have to figure that out. Because Mercury has a little warning on the 7th, but Venus really gets into it on the, on the 12th where she says, yes, this is the deal. And then there's a little stress around partnerships and relationships on the 14th because Venus is in a semi-square to partnership energy. Not a bad semi-square, but just kind of a, is that how I really want to partner? Remember, Venus, Juno is in Virgo right now, which is, Virgo's a little fussy about how it does things. And Venus in Scorpio is pretty controlling. Not, no, not in a bad way, but she's clear what she likes and she doesn't. So there's a lot of opportunity here to work with her and say, oh, that's what we're going to do. Then when we get to the Libra on the Mars is in Libra, right? So he's taking the trail, but he's not going to catch up to all these Scorpio aspects for a while. When he gets there, we get to take action on him. So this is the setting the tone for the research and the knowledge. And then Mars will act on them when he gets to Scorpio. But right now he's in Libra. Uh, he runs from one to six Libra this week, not moving particularly rapidly, but, you know, a good pace. And he has a, an inconjunct Uranus that Mercury and Venus both talk to, and his is on the 12th. Again, like I said, next week the 12th is going to be a little, the 12th and 13th are a little bit like, oh, wow, I have to do that? What do I have to do? Oh, wow, I didn't realize that. So Mars this week, not particularly bad, but once Venus changes into Scorpio, uh, when she changes on, uh, where is it, when she changes on the 8th, Mars suddenly starts being a little more Scorpio-like because his ruler is in Scorpio. So there's a lot of energy here around how she proceeds and where she does. Mars also has a little bit of working with the wound on the 8th because the opposition to Chiron. And so there's a forward motion. And he's also in a pretty bad mood on the 14th when he links up with Eris by declination. So there's, a, there's kind of a crabby, cranky energy on the 14th that's part of the deal of this week. Not bad, but you may find you're just a little short-tempered or just a little short of how you want to communicate. 
a little, you know, blah, 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 kind of that energy. Again, the weekend. Now, the week is good, but the weekend's a little more. Mm. Um, Jupiter, of course, this week is in Sag, and he had the aspects uh, from uh, the Libra planets to him, the ones that are at 19, uh, which is the sun, and um, he's kind of learned some new stuff. But he also is looking at partnerships and trying to figure out what to do with them on October 6th at 11 p.m. at night. And that is a once-a-year aspect. He also has a sesquiquadrate, his uh, third of three, to Uranus in Taurus, which is how are you realigning your life. And I do want to encourage you, you may find when you're looking at all these changes you're being asked to make that you have to realign your life, you have to realign your partnerships, this is the week when you want to think about it. You don't have to actually put it in play, but you have to start thinking about it. So in my case, I'm like, well, if I'm buying a condo, I need to probably stop taking so many cabs, <laughs> you know, because I spend a lot of money on cabs. And I just got my senior citizen bus card. So maybe I'll just spend a little more time on buses and listen to podcasts and stuff. Um, you know, it's like adjusting how you're, how you're going to get there. And so Uranus asks for you to adjust the partnerships on the 10th, when he aspects Juno, and Neptune this week, very good. She's really coming up with great ideas. He's really coming up with great ideas about how to proceed, and Pluto's coming up with great ideas about how to partner. So you want to kind of just really think of it as, you know, everything's moving forward. We're getting asked. We're getting invitations. We're going to say yes. We're not going to say, we're not going to say yes to that, but we're going to say yes to this. And your job is to kind of think about, well, what would that look like? And how do I get there? And, you know, in my case, I'm thinking, well, if I use the place to run workshops, you know, I could run workshops down here and that would help pay for it. And, you know, maybe my business can buy it or buy part of it. I can buy part of it. My business can buy it. That kind of thing. So you want to think about what your structures are and how they're asking you to change and move forward. And on that note, I'm going to hang up and go watch a football game. The Jaguars are playing at the sports bar, and they have 20 TVs. There's going to be 20 football games on the sports bar on the island. I'm going to go watch the sports bar and drink a beer and have some chicken wings. And down here on Boca Ciega Bay, I wish you all a great week, and I will be back with the weekly weather next Sunday, Bright Red Death Broadcasting. Take care, have a wonderful week, and a really, really good time. It's not scary, it's just change. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.